From Bristol, UK, I'm Pommy Harmer. And I'm Melissa Shemam, and this is The Quarantini. We're bringing you this podcast every week to keep your spirits up and until lockdown in the UK has ended. As with every week, today we'll bring you a mix of ingenious responses to the virus, creative ideas for the future, and maybe a dash of the unexpected. Hi, Melissa. How are you? What have you been up to this week? I'm very well for me. I've been uh, still working. It was um, our last week with a student at UE journalism section, and I still teach also at VIM music journalism. So it was, it's good to see the students, and I also do a bit of writing on the side. How about you? How have you been? I've had a great week. I've been podcasting, making this one, making another one, and I have kept up with my yoga. Yeah, congratulations on that. I know that we've had a message from Facebook. Tell us all about that. Yes, absolutely. We had a lovely message this week from Sam Sayer. She's from Bristol as well, and she's running her own podcast. It's a great series. It's called Our Street is Locked Down, obviously. <laughs> and it's very well-produced um, series of contributions from everyone in the street that she mentions. So we hear from every houses, and she switched from a neighbor to another to see how they cope with what's happening. It's full of interesting emotional stories or how to cope with like what's happening at the moment. So big up to Sam, and maybe, what do you think, Pommy, we could have her as a guest someday in our podcast? I tell you what, why don't we put our two podcasts together? And then we could be locked down in the street with a quarantini. Yes, we're like the evening version. <laughs> all right, so let's just have a quick recap of what it's all about and what happened last week. Absolutely. So um, I talked last week to Ben Richardson from Caring in Bristol. They're working with the homeless and they're trying to bring them a place to stay, of course, but also to help them getting food every day and to help them uh, find an activity. So check them out. Caring in Bristol, they're everywhere. They have a great we website. They run this program called Cheers Drive, uh, which is um, a series of um, chefs and people cooking food and driving it to the people in need. That's a wonderful initiative. Well done. Yes, and we had a great track from Michael Stipe, who's the lead singer of R.E.M., He recorded and sang a beautiful song that he uh, uh, completely produced himself and he put it on YouTube and we played that. And we also had lovely music from a, pian a piano player called Jimmy Galvin, who's local to Bristol. Yes, from his new album called Spiritual Data. Go on his um, Facebook page or YouTube channel to listen to some of the tracks it's absolutely wonderful it's, it's it's a unique sort of music right just piano with no voice and it takes you to another place yes it was beautiful haunting music so what have we got on the show today i've got a series of good initiative from bristol and also uplifting news from around the world yes and i've got an interview that i did with two managers of a local care home in bristol They have moved in with their residents, many of whom have dementia, and we hear all about that. Well, that's wonderful. That's going to be our interview, isn't it? Yes, that's our interview. That's the spirit part of our cocktail. Wonderful. I'll also talk later about musicians here in Bristol creating some funds to support each other and to support music venues. And speaking about music, I just wanted to introduce a little reminder, a big thank you to my friend Seb Gutierrez, And to the Old Bones Collective for bringing us and sharing with us or what is now our theme song, Hot Flu, that you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast. Yes, isn't it? It's such an amazing name, Hot Flu. It was meant to be. 
So this week, surprise, surprise, I have two little songs for you. The first one is from Kinshasa in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the heart of Africa. It's called COVID-19, the, the response or the war. It's by Patrick Cesse Bouloukou, and it's a beautiful haunting tune in French to teach people how to properly wash their hands, get access to water, and how to stay safe. Um, in a country that is not really used to this sort of disease that is, uh, you know, spreading from people to people. So listen to this very uplifting tune. Is he well known? Patrick is absolutely not well known. He's a lovely, very young man from Kinshasa who's working super hard on his music. He knows a lot of very well-known superstars over there who got me in touch with him. And I'm really supportive of him. He always sends me his music. But it's beautiful and I'm sure he's going to get there one day. But as you can imagine, there's not so many production company in the Congo itself. So they need to get someone in France or in the UK or in Belgium to support them. And it hasn't happened yet for Patrick, but I'm sure he'll get there. So I'm really, really happy. Happy to share that beautiful music with you all. First, I wanted to mention music as well. So there's now a, a music venues found in order to support um, local venues here in Bristol. So as you know, um, a lot of tiny venues were already struggling before that um, crisis um, started. But now uh, it's putting a lot of pressure. So if you want to help the Music Venue Trust or the Music Venue uh, Fund, um, they are doing a lot of different campaigns. Save All Venues campaign online. You can check on many, many websites like The Enemy or many other music journalists have written about this. Save Our Venues campaign. And there's a way to find where to listen to the music properly, like how to find the band camps to support the artists, where you can buy their music so that all the money wouldn't go to only Amazon or only Spotify and the big providers. And there's a lot of mini initiatives like gigs online and stuff like that. Um, go and check their website. That was Patrick Sese Bouloukou from Kinshasa in the Democratic Republic of the Congo singing his song COVID-19 La Guerre. Next, we're going to have a roundup of the most amazing creative responses we've managed to find by digging deep, deep down into the internet. 
here in Bristol and from all over the world. But before we get into that, let's just remind everyone how to get in touch because we really want to hear from you, what you've come across and what you've done yourselves. Yes, Pommy. So everyone, you can go on our Facebook page, but you can also email us at thequarantinepodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter, Instagram. And as I said, we have a Facebook page, The Quarantine Podcast. Well, I've heard all about a film club that's done something quite amazing. They're a pop-up film club in Knoll in Bristol. And obviously they can't use their venue anymore. So what they've done is they've got a projector outside in the garden and projected a film onto the back wall of their house. And so all the neighbours next door and up the street and opposite can watch the film. And obviously it's not open to the public. But I think, you know, if you had a film, if you had a projector of any sort, you could think about doing that. Yeah, that's really lovely. And then, again, we remind people that this is for the locals, right? <laughs> Don't go to Knoll and try to enjoy the films, but bring the idea to your side. Just like I, you remember in the first episode, I told you that one of my neighbours is a DJ and so he's bringing music for a street uh, on Saturday evening. So everyone stay on their doorstep or even in their own garden, but we can all enjoy a great mix of like reggae music and world music, thanks to him. But don't go and celebrate on our street. Just do it your side. So I have a good initiative that I think is really nice. You tell me what you think. So you know that um, the whole country is struggling and thinking about how to get more PPE, meaning protection for the staff at the hospital, the care homes, basically masks and gloves, but especially masks. So um, some of them have been trying to support because, you know, they've realized that if you wear a mask all day, it becomes really, really unbearable. Like it's, it's really hurt your ears because it, there's this sort of strap behind your ears. So the leader of Massive Attack has got um, a big thing for 3D printing and he started producing some plastic clasp that goes and hold the mask for you behind your head instead of hurting your ears. So they're producing something like about a thousand a week. And the good thing is that you can... You can use it again. You just wash it and then you use it if you change mask. But it's really bringing some release because you you don't have to have like the, the mask just behind your ears and always like, you know, how to move it around. So that's a little plastic clasp and it's really helpful. There are a few photos on our Instagram account showing how uh, nurses have been using them and it's really great. So if you want to know more about how to get one, just email us, the quarantine podcast at gmail.com and I'll put you in touch. So this next one is for those of you who've got children you're entertaining at home. It's called The Book of Hopes and it's a completely free online collection of short stories, essays, pictures, poems from more than a hundred different children's writers and illustrators. So that includes the likes of Michael Morpurgo and Jacqueline Wilson who wrote I think, the Tracy Beaker series. It's published by Bloomsbury. It's online. It's dedicated to all the doctors, nurses, carers, porters, cleaners and everyone currently working in hospitals. You go to theliteracytrust.org.uk and it's all there. Wonderful. I'm sure parents will be delighted. I mean, it must be such a great delight for to entertain your children. Yes, the other piece of news that I found today is about drones. Now, I knew that... Amazon were thinking about whether or not they could deliver their packages by drones. But this is a scheme that's being trialled in Hampshire at the moment to see whether emergency supplies of of equipment and blood could be taken to hospitals. And they're trialling it from a hospital in Hampshire 
taking blood over to the Isle of Wight. And obviously the Isle of Wight hospital depends on the ferries for their supplies and that's too slow in some cases, particularly if they've got um, a lot of patients needing emergency treatment. So they're trialling this delivery of blood by drone. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, we're already in the future. It's amazing. So next, we've got another piece of music for you, and this time it's from France. Yeah, I wanted to play this song from Vanessa Paradis. She's a French singer and actress and model and muse. You might have heard of her. She was very famous in Europe um, in the 90s, and she's a very international actress. She wrote that song especially for healthcare workers in France, and basically it's a thank you song where she sends a lot of tenderness and all her best thoughts to the people who are actually healing us at the moment. It's, it's a very lovely, full of uh, warm, heartwarming energy sort of tune. Envoie cette tendresse que je gardais juste pour vous, vous qui soignez tant de détresse, moi à l'abri, je pense à vous dans vos jours noirs où rien ne cesse, il y a nos vies. C'est grâce à vous Dans vos nuits blanches Loin des caresses Il y a vos vies Merci pour tout Merci pour tout À nous montrer Tant de noblesse On applaudit Juste pour vous Et qu'au beau jour Votre sagesse Nous serve pour Prendre soin de vous C'est dans vos cœurs Où rien ne baisse Qu'il y a nos vies C'est grâce à vous Vos grandes vies Merci pour tout Merci pour tout Merci Merci pour tout Merci Yeah, that was Vanessa Paradis and her husband, Samuel Benchatreet, who's a director. She's an actress and singer, and she wrote those beautiful words of thank you and love for the healthcare workers. Oh, thanks for that, Melissa. That was really lovely. Now it's time for our interview. And this week I got to talk to the two fantastic managers, Julie and Nick, of Rosedale Care Home in Bristol. Their home is on the Wells Road, and they look after a lot of residents, many of whom are living with dementia. And both these managers have decided to lock down with them for the duration. And I should say that the audio quality is not the best. We were doing it over a Skype line. And I think all my neighbours were streaming videos at that point. Yes, I think it's great you you be able to talk to people who are not 
behind a studio who doesn't have the great the greatest recording systems at their homes so we're going to have to go through this Julie you're the manager tell us about the home okay so it's a residential home for uh, the elderly um, a lot of them have dementia how has life changed for you since the lockdown are you going to work every day? Is it, have you got a full complement of staff? We have. We're not doing too bad. We've got a few off, but the staff have been brilliant. I live on site um, and um, Nick has obviously joined us and, and, and moved in. Yes, I've been there. So we've been here yeah, from day one. From a couple of months, I've been, I've been living in Rosalie, so I've got there my little bedroom. So I stay there 24-7, so basically I'm here. So Nick, does that mean you've, you've left family somewhere else? Um, oh, well, I ain't got my family here. Um, obviously, I've got flat where I, where I live, and uh, it felt that it was the right thing to do. It was right in my heart, was telling me that I need to be here 24-7 and work. Yeah. Helping the residents, making sure everybody's safe, making sure we fight the virus together, because I, like I said, united, we are strong. And yeah. uh, the staff is feeling more safe, knowing the fact that they've got both managers running it. You know, they're, they're both here on site all the time and they know they can come and approach us anytime. And we kind of try to give them some sort of an inspiration of, yeah. of, of, of the everyday work, basically. We've been um, supplying our staff with essential foods. We have been, well, Oliver, which is Anne's, the owner's son, is picking our staff up because we don't want them to use the public transport. Yeah. So he's in there all hours, it's all different shifts, he's picking them up, he's dropping them off, he's coming back, he's taking them home. And the fact that we have uh, Anne, who's the owner of the home, who's been so supportive of us as a team, yeah. it's just been amazing. Like, she have never she have never say, says no to anything, and this is an opportunity to say thank you to her. So yeah, we just, we just kind of try to work as a team until this is all over. It's made us see that we can actually be a team. We mm. cannot all actually share our life stories. And you know, Pommy, we do the David Shear of the Butterfly. And this situation has been quite a good thing because people have been more positive about themselves. We've been all linked together more. Can you just explain for our listeners what the butterfly is? Yeah, it's approach to dementia where feelings matter most. So we sort of live in someone's moment. So, for example, if somebody saying um what time's mum coming we would go along with that well your mum just ran she's going to be late or she won't be here tomorrow until tomorrow we sort of live in what they're feeling basically and you can actually feel what they're feeling and this difficult time even more so we can feel it so what would you say your biggest challenge has been our biggest challenge is trying to keep everybody happy and the people with dementia it's a sadness there because, you know, they can't tell us. Their feelings are showing they are missing somebody. They might not be able to tell us who that is. So we're seeing tears. We're seeing people looking lonely, aren't we? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to step in, you know, hence going outside on the roadside. Yes, tell me about that. Tell me about that because I've seen that on Facebook. Yeah, it was great. So we made a canvas and um, we put in there, you know, everyone's name. And um, what we did is... Pull out of the front, we had a speaker, Heal the World. Singing. Yeah, Michael Jackson. And we all stood there singing to the song and people were going back. It was amazing. There was some in their horns. It was it was like they're waving at us. You can see that that's positivity that we actually brought a smile on somebody's face. Because wherever you go, people are just with sad yeah. faces, their face are dropped, they're looking at the floor, they don't look left or right. 
and you can feel the sadness in people's eyes, in people's faces. Yeah. Like they're worried so much about the virus and that what we've done out there is actually brought some joy point to the people who are actually driving. You can see them smiling, sound of their horns, you know, traffic, traffic lights, they will stop Cheer and they'll have a bit of dancing with us. Yeah. It's just been great. It was just great. I mean, me and me and Julie were talking about it just on the night before we done it. I was in Rosalie staying there and Julie was like, I'm going to go and do the banner. And the following day, we were out there. And it was really, really good. And I should say for our listeners who don't know Bristol very well or don't know you at all, this was on the main road out of Bristol on the A37, wasn't it? So that's where Rosedale is. So it's on the Wells Road. Yeah. So it's very, it's a very busy road. And there you were. You can see it on Facebook. There you were all ranged along the wall, singing Heal the World. Fantastic. Just give a bit of excitement to our residents as well, didn't it? Yeah. That was the whole point. Getting the residents excited, getting the residents out there, getting the residents to show to the world that we are okay. How amazing. How amazing. So looking to the future, I mean, there isn't going to be a day when lockdown suddenly stops, is there? You're going to be thinking about how to keep your residents safe into the future because they're all in a very vulnerable group. What, how, how are you thinking about that now? I think we just have to take every day as it is. Every day as it comes. I don't think we've really planned anything. We're all here together as one. We're all taking care and loving each other. And I think that's all we need to be doing. Thanks there to Julie and Nick, who are an amazing managers and all the staff of Rosedale Care Home in Bristol. Thanks so much for talking to me. Right, Pummy, it's nearly time to finish now. But before we go, we thought you might like a recipe for a quarantini. Yes, and this week we've got one created by Derek Brown. Now, he's a man who's written a book called Spirits, Sugar, Water, Bitters, How the Cocktail Conquered the World. I am definitely going to read that. And it goes like this. First, two parts of gin or vodka. One part lime or lemon juice. Then one part syrup made by boiling equal amounts of sugar and water together. Then, if you like, add a dash of something exciting from the back of your cupboard, like grenadine, and mix with ice. Et voilà, c'est fait. Santé! That's it for the Quarantini this week. We'll be back next week with a new cocktail of ideas and positive news for you all. We'd really love to hear from you in the meantime. And you can get hold of us by emailing us at thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This podcast was hosted by me, Melissa Sheman. And was hosted and produced by me, Pommy Harmer. Thanks for listening. And stay safe.